At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail, the ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Marco Voice. Tonya Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham. That's excellent. Jude Bellingham. This is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent. Arena. Brilliant from the American. Just like that. Best of clearances. Oh, what a volley. Matt Hummels. Grant in for Holland. Like he's never been away. The man in front of goal who is simply deadly. Hey, welcome back to the BVB podcast. My name's Jake, and we are officially international. We, we've had some international guests before, but I feel like this takes us to a whole new level. Uh, I feel so much more legitimized, even though I'm just here in my home studio recording. Carver is in Dortmund right now, and I'm like, I've said it before, I'm just like, I'm all giddy. It's like I'm there. I'm not. It's way different that I'm not there, but you're there, and that makes me happy. So how's it going, man? I am in, I'm in the middle between completely and utterly exhausted, but also at the same time incredibly excited for the game tomorrow. So I guess fine. I guess. <laughs> So yeah, you you are going to the game. We we, t- we mentioned that before. You you were able to secure a ticket, so you're going to the game uh, against Werder Bremen, uh, which which we are going to preview. Um, of course, we got a recap. Freiburg. Sorry again, a uh, little bit of a delay with this episode because with Carver traveling and everything, um, we had a little the, the time difference threw us off a little bit, but it's all good. And uh, I, I know Carver has some some traveling stories, so we'll get into that. So we're going to recap uh, Freiburg. Of course, we'll preview Werder Bremen, which Carver is going to. Got some kind of signing, not not news, but there's some funny stuff going around, um, some signing situations, and I feel like there might have been some other stuff. But Carver, I know you you text me about just getting into Dortmund and traveling has been crazy. So you also you said you had news, so I just I need to know what's going on. Yeah, so let me start by saying the traveling here has been extremely eventful, I guess. So. We're originally we were in France. Uh, my girlfriend had a family wedding that we were attending, and we're leaving from Paris to come to Germany. And right before our train takes off, it I, I don't really know anything about train terminology, but I guess we'll just for now we'll call it like a transformer kind of thing on top of the train next to us exploded. And like all of our trains, like oh Jesus, and then it did, popped again. And then which made our conductor was like, all right, well, we're going to stay here for a bit. Uh, no one leave until we figure this out. And we had, we sat there for probably like 45 minutes before we started moving again. And the whole time I'm thinking, well, we have to, once we get into Germany, we have another connecting train to get to Dortmund. And now the window is like maybe 10 minutes at most. Oh my God. And so the whole time I'm sitting there from France to Germany, just like having my legs shaking, going like, you know, are we going to be able to make this uh, train? And we finally get into Cologne to, uh, to get to that connecting train. And we find out that the train has moved over to the uh, to a different rail because it's been delayed, I guess, for a few minutes. And I don't know what happened to the other train, but that's been moved. So we have to sprint to this other side. 
And that's just a whole ordeal. But we, we actually make it on that train and we get to Dortmund. I just got in the hotel maybe 15 minutes ago. And uh, my girlfriend and I are checking into the hotel. And I shit you not, Jake, the Werder Bremen bus pulls up at the front door. Are you serious? I'm not. <laughs> and she looks at me and I look at her and we both just do like three different takes. And we're like, no, there's no way. Like, this, what a coincidence. And sure enough, their players just start rolling out. Not all of them. There were, there were definitely a few that were missing. I don't know if they were on like a different bus or something like that. Like Pavlenka, I didn't see. Uh, a few other different players. Um, like Marvin Dusch, Dusch, if I'm saying that correctly, the, other, the older Dortmund player that some news has been coming out recently about you know, his return to the uh, Westfalen Stadion. But, I mean, players like Nicholas Stark was coming out. Uh, Oliver Burke, which he's been like a meme the past few months, which I have no idea who his agent is, but he continues to get contracts in Europe left and right for I, no apparent reason. I've never seen him perform in a level that's uh, even remotely entertaining, but they're all just walking off the bus. And um, I don't know, I guess I was just so shocked that I didn't take any photos or anything. I was just checking in and just watching them check in, but um, my girlfriend got a few different photos. So I'll be posting those. And then when Oliver Burke was walking right by me, I was like, Oliver, quick selfie. And he, I guess he didn't hear me. He just kept walking. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> oh man. But he was right behind me. I mean, Nicholas Stark was right behind me. It was crazy. I could not. I could not believe the odds. I mean, I guess it's not too insane considering this is um, this is the hotel that a lot of people come to uh, for, I guess, tourists for the game and stuff. But just the timing and everything, insane. That's that's nuts. And now it, it's completely on Carver to sabotage them. So uh, it's got to cause a ruckus uh, tonight. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which we'll get into the preview. Not that like we might not need any. No, I just I just went out and bought some fireworks. I'll be make sure to light them off in the hallway. You'll be like, oh, these Dortmund fans outside our hotel are nuts. It's like it's just Carver from inside the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was completely exhausted. I was I was so tired and I was just I was fed up and I was excited to do the episode, but I was just like, I just want to get over with and then get some dinner and just relax for the night. But that gave me like a I guess a second win that you as you could call it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you, uh, thank you to, well, thank you. And big thanks to your girlfriend for allowing you to uh, take a little break from your vacation to record an episode. Uh, I appreciate it. And all the uh, listeners appreciate it too. So. <laughs> yeah. And I also wanted to apologize again for, I mean, you and also the listeners for the delays. Um, I, so we, yeah, we get into France and we, the destination that we're in France is Briere or Briare. It's an extremely tiny town south of Paris. And we're in this cottage. And from the first day when we check in, the Wi Fi just wasn't working at all. And uh, like two or three days go by and the Wi Fi is still not working. So I just, I didn't really have any opportunity to record. I think there was like a 12 hour window where I was able to steal the Wi-Fi of like an Airbnb right down the street, but it was really, really poor connection. And I also just kind of blanked out after a few hours. So I just didn't see a way to really uh, get a decent uh, opportunity to record. It's all good. I think it, it worked out with, uh, well, Yellow Wall did an episode this week and then we've been getting the Stefan's updates with the, uh, the BB update every day, which is funny because last week when Stefan was with us, they didn't record an episode and he's like, Hey, you can get your, your Dortmund fix from, from us. So uh, it was cool to get a shout out from them. And it was awesome having Stefan last week, but yeah. So, um, but yeah, great to, I'm eventually a better late than never. I'm glad we can get, get into an episode. So yeah, I'll have a lot more content that I, I'm sure I'll be spamming our Twitter at tomorrow as the game gets closer. But, uh, 
enough about me. Let's get into the recap of the Freiburg game. Um, some pregame thoughts that I just had kind of running through my head. I mean, an incredibly tough game early on, another one at least at the uh, early on in the season. I mean, to have Leverkusen right off the bat and then right after that away at Freiburg, a team that we've lost away twice in a row now in the past few seasons. Um, and on top of that, missing a handful of key players, to name a few. I mean, Adeyemi, Sule, Ozchan, Reina, uh, of course, Hilaire. I mean, the, the list goes on. So already facing a really big, similar problem from last season early on, and it's a big ass from Terzic. Uh, did you have any other thoughts going into the game? Um, I was just going to run through the lineup. Um, so started with Guerrero, left back, uh, Schlotterbeck, Hummels, uh, CBs. We had Mounier on the right. Uh, Dahoud Bellingham sitting uh, sitting in the middle with Malin, Royce, and Azard, and then Modest starting up top, which uh, was what we were kind of yeah, asking, like Modest. if if we were gonna if he was gonna get the start, we kind of needed him to make the start, so it was good that he was ready to go. He played a full ninety minutes, which was great. Um, there's always some question when um, you get a new transfer in. Granted, he was probably had been training. Um, and doing preseason and everything, just not with Dortmund. So good to see him slot right in, play a full 90 minutes. Um, didn't get the goal, but I think that's to come. And the, I mean, the goal, we, it, it worked out. Like we still, we got three goals in this game. We won three to one. So great to see. And I think his time will come. He had a, a couple good chances. Um, but to be fair, like, I don't think we did not start well. The game was not going well at first. So I don't think it's, it wasn't necessarily like we created a lot of good chances for him to score. There was a couple, but it wasn't necessarily on him or that he was slacking in any area that those were the, you know you know what I mean? It wasn't like his fault necessarily, I think. I think he the fact that he came in early um, and did have some chances even when we didn't create much was still a good, a good sign moving forward, so. Yeah, I don't think really any of this game looked good. We were pretty sloppy overall, pretty much the whole 90 minutes. Even the last 12, we had some areas to improve on. It's just a matter of the momentum and that was building and uh, finally having any sort of fire in our team because it just our starting 11 just was not cutting it today and uh, kind of got rescued by the teenagers. But yeah, going back to what you said about Modest, uh, it's good to see that we were able to slot him in immediately. I know Stefan was mentioning him last week and saying that, you know, the other strikers that we were looking at, like Cavani, you know, they didn't play a lot of games last season, unlike Modest, who is someone who has been fully fit, who played uh, pretty much every single game last season. I don't think he missed more than maybe two games and obviously bagged in 20 goals in the league. So uh, he was able to slot into our team within a few days and, um, you know, obviously get some training in before and uh, didn't look didn't look great, but also didn't look bad either. I mean, he's, he did the pressing that we needed to. Uh, he had some good energy, and he linked up play well. And, I mean, you can't really go after him, I guess, specifically because the rest of our starting 11 wasn't up to par either. Yeah, um, so I will go in on someone specifically. Um, I just want to ask you if there's any concern with Daniel Mullen because he had a great preseason, and maybe... I think I, I talked about this last week with you and Stefan too, but, like, are we concern like the the competition we played he he blew past him because obviously like it's a lower competition and so are we are you concerned at all with Mullen do you think he needs a little more time like do you think he'll hit the ground running eventually like I I just thought he would start the season a little better than what we're seeing now for what we saw in preseason in the Pokal match yeah, I think it's really on early on in the season to really have any sort of tell if he's going to have a bad another season that's, I guess, okay. I almost said bad, but I didn't think his, his first season was bad. But 
again, like I already mentioned, I mean, it's two really tough teams coming out of the gate right and early on in the season. I mean, two teams that are really fighting for, uh, at the very least, spots in Europe. And, you know, Malin is still adjusting and he still needs to um, uh, step up his game and, and um, adjust to this sort of competition in the league and in this country. But I don't think he looked bad either. I don't think he's someone that we should be looking down upon. I mean, I think he looked pretty decent in Leverkusen game. I mean, he should have uh, he should have easily had an assist with his crossover and towards the second half against Leverkusen and Hazard just couldn't put it away for some reason. But, I mean, this game uh, didn't have, I guess, that good of a chance, but also didn't look bad either. Um, and again, it, it wasn't just him either. I, I, really pretty much anyone you could look at had uh, room for improvement. Yeah. Talking through the, the first half a little bit, obviously we know what happened in the second half and we'll get into that in the, the masterclass subbing. Um, but first half, I don't know if there's anything that stuck out to you necessarily. I was watching this first half and I, I mentioned before we started recording, like this first half was kind of a blur. Like I was just like, oh man, this is not, we don't look, we're not playing how we need to be playing. We did not look solid and um, just, I, obviously they got the goal with Grigorich in um, the 35th minute. Um, but yeah, just watching this first half, I was just like, it's happening again. Like it, it, the same thing it's, it's Dortmund being Dortmund, like we saw last season. So, or your thoughts, like first half, anything that stuck out to you, I guess, positive, negative, it was all negative. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought we just looked shaky at the back. Um, I mean, more, more stable than some games last season, but I know I, I mentioned last week that, you know, there were going to be some, uh, players from Freiburg that are going to be dangerous in the air. And sure enough. That's where they scored their goal. I mean, uh, Ginter, I mentioned last week, he's, he's going to be someone that could probably be getting in the box and be either scoring or getting it to other players like Greg, like Gregory to put it in. And at the same time also, I mean, when that first goal goes in, it, it wasn't looking great to begin with. It wasn't looking bad. But when that first goal goes in, it's, you know, just like clockwork, like we were saying last season, the heads drop. And, um, you know, you know, you're looking at this team and it's they were kind of lacking ideas, but it's just concerning to see that we have this problem over and over. And for years now, whenever we fall behind, uh, sometimes early on, we just tend to drop our heads and kind of just seem like we're not really switched on at all mentally. So, but thankfully we have a coach now who is really, that's like his shtick is galvanizing the team and bringing that mentality and identity to Dortmund that the club has been lacking for so long now. And of course you wouldn't see that till later in the second half, but um, yeah, just not the first, my best first half overall. Yeah. So I'll just run through these stats and this is overall game stats, but, um, expected goals. We had 1.42, uh, they were at 1.44. Obviously that played out. I mean, played out with, we ended up getting three goals, uh, but goal attempts, it was equal nine off target, seven shots on target for both teams. We had more possession, 58%, um, passing accuracy was 84%. Uh, we had significantly more passes than them. Uh, they covered a little more distance and stuff, but I mean, pretty as far like we had more possession, but pretty even when it came to chances created and everything. Um, I don't know. I don't have a question off this. I'm just <laughs> running through the stats, but I mean, it, it just felt like, yeah, we, it was equal on the stat sheets. We had more possession, but we just didn't look good. Like you said, lack of creativity and lack of ideas. Um, but as you mentioned, Terzic, like galvanizing the group and that is the big like we can see a half I mean three three quarters of a game that's not great um and I think what we saw last year 
granted, we didn't have the depth and the subs and all, all that situation, but it's like we, we never saw that. We didn't see those sub changes that we needed to really step up the game or, or change the game. Like, bring, like we didn't have those dynamic subs to come in or the dynamic sub decisions, I guess. Um, Cause we have a lot of the same players. I mean, we brought in a lot of new players, but you know what I mean? All, all these guys who subbed in, it's guys we saw last year to an extent. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just like the, the mentality of Terzic and what, what he's the mentality he's bringing to the team to where before it's like, we probably would have seen that whole performance for 90 minutes. Um, no matter who you brought in, off the bench, but now we're seeing that change. And that's the positive thing. Like we can watch three quarters of a game that's terrible, but still see, still have an impact and, and come out on top. Um, when we think it's all going downhill or like it quote unquote, it's happening again. Um, so subbing masterclass also, we got to mention Terzic is now the, I think the only dormant coach to win nine in a row games, which obviously goes back to when he was the head coach before. So there's a, a season gap in between there, but big, uh, the, it's a pretty big, uh, not award, but pretty big achievement, I guess, winning nine in a row. First time ever for a Dortmund coach. Yeah, we'll definitely touch, or I'll touch more on the subs here in a bit because they were obviously the changing points of this game. But it doesn't matter how much possession you have all 90 minutes. You can yeah. dominate a team up and down the pitch, but it's a matter of what you do with it. Are you, are you purposeful with your attack? Are you having any sort of creativity and urgency in your attack? And if not, it, it can look bleak for that. And I know last week, too, that's how Freiburg has been playing these last few years, and that's how they've become successful in these past few years as well. I mean, Christian Strike has, you know, built a philosophy in that team of sitting back, waiting to attack, and actually going and capitalizing on those opportunities to go and get one and then hug on to that lead. And so that shouldn't have been really any surprise for Terzic or the squad. Again, I think it's just a matter of building on the foundation of the mentality that we're trying to improve in that team. Um but yeah, those that first hour, really even 65 minutes or so, just didn't look that great. And thankfully, again, we have a sub that, or excuse me, a manager that can actually bring in those game-changing subs. I know you mentioned already um, a few of them that came in, but yeah, you go back to it's not even just for Marco Rosa, but uh, Favre as well had just was just notorious for their useless late subs of 87th, 88th minute, finally making their first sub, and it's if we're down, they're bringing on a defender or a defensive midfielder. And I don't know how you can really go back and try to get a result with one of those subs. So uh, these are substitutions that actually wanted to go out and attack and try to make a difference in the game. And every single substitution that came on had a contribution for a goal. I mean, you can go down the line of Brandt, Bukoko, Bino Gittens, and uh, Wolf either had a goal or an assist. So uh, I love the energy that they brought on towards the end of the last 15, 20 minutes of the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, we can just jump right in since we're touching on it. We'll just, and there's not much else to say about the first half. So we'll jump into the, the, the second half where we saw the, the first sub with Wolf coming on for Mounier uh, to, to start the second half. Um, I also, I can't remember, and this is what happens when we've had a crazy week in between episodes and it's been a little longer. Did we change up the formation at all? What, what were your thoughts on Wolf coming in for Mounier? Did you think like that? I don't remember. Did Mounier have a knock or was it just like, a, let's change up the system, change up the formation? Yeah. It just looked like a straight swap actually from yeah. uh, Wolf to Mounier in the back four. It looked like Terzic stayed or stuck with that same system in the second half, but just man, Wolf just came out with just a, a crazy amount of energy in his game and, and just the, the redemption arc from him alone the past few years, Years, whenever he first joined, Dor first joined Dortmund to his loan spells and then now back on the team. I mean, he just offers so much. I, 
I was going to say later in a bit, but I'll just touch on it now. I mean, I think he's going to really become the next Grosskreutz, someone who's extremely versatile. He has his passion. He has his energy. He has his shithousery as well. I mean, he's always revving up the other team and trying to get a reaction out of them. And of course, I mean, he's he's just uh, he brought on a lot of different uh, aspects to the game. I mean, his goal was a brilliant shot as well, and not just the shot, the cutback. Even it takes a lot of skill. Yeah, um, I don't think we talked about this at all preseason, but I, I had these preseason thoughts about Wolf. We we did mention it at the end of the season as far as like Wolf's ceiling and it like can he grow and develop more? And I kind of my thought was I don't yeah, think I so. I think he's, yeah, I think he's just going to be a squad player. And then so preseason, I guess, especially in the transfer window and how that's going on still, my thought was like, man, for Wolf's, just for Wolf's career, like, it, does he really have a spot in this squad? Like, how does he want to, how does he want his career to progress? And I love him. I love his passion. I love what he brings. But it's like, has he hit his ceiling at Dortmund for his own sake? Does he need to move on? But seeing what, what we've seen in the first couple of games, like I like it. And maybe he can push beyond what we thought. Um, obviously he got that goal. He had a really good chance in the last, I don't remember the last game or the first game of the season or there's only been two. So it was one, it was, it was the first game of oh, the yeah, season. He, he had a great shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, his, his shot against Leverkusen was insane. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for him, I guess. Cause like he just, <laughs> I'm just a fan of the dude overall and I thought that last like last season the year before like I'm just a fan of the dude I don't know if he's going to be the best footballer or like one of our like starters ever but it's like I've just always been a fan of the dude but seeing him come on in the second half and being able to to give us something a little different and make that change maybe it's because we didn't see that before but like I guess to put the confidence to the for Tejits to have the confidence in him to start him second half like have an impact for a full half, mm-hmm. let's let's see it. And to have that confidence, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it 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 makes me feel like there is a lot more to Wolf than what I had thought before, and that's that's exciting because I mean, obviously, good for the team overall, good for the squad, but good for him too. Yeah, I think he's proving a lot of people wrong, including you and I. I mean, yeah. I I didn't think he would be someone that. I mean, he's going to be obviously a rotation player that gets minutes here and there, but I mean, people are calling for him to be a starter from now on over Mounier, especially even the uh, the game tomorrow. And I, I can't really think of an argument against it. I think he's definitely deserved that spot. And as much as that I've been praising Mounier's improvement over the last year and the, the man's aging and he's got a lot of limits to his game, but Wolf has still got a lot of legs left in him for these next few years and can, and, and is extremely versatile as well. I mean, Mounier can play pretty much anywhere on the right, but Wolf can play almost anywhere area on the pitch you could think of. So I'd be excited for him to get more minutes and maybe even become a regular starter here. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've definitely seen him play like higher up the pitch as the wing. Uh, I think we've seen that more often than not than the wing back or the right back position, but we've seen him do it all. Um, So it's, and it's good. It's good to have that, the versatile player. Um, But yeah, it'd be interesting to see if maybe he can take that, that right back spot. I know there were some links with Munier going to Man U. I think I don't, I don't think that's happening. I think there was a comment by Terzic or Kel. I don't remember who who said, "Well, we don't want to sell him." Like they were asking, but we don't want to sell him. Um, but we we do need we like we need that depth and like we need we need that we need people fighting for spots. So if Wolf can step up and fight for that spot and maybe claim it a couple like one week or two weeks, like great. Like that's that's just what we need. And again, because I like the dude, like I'm I'm happy for him. Not not and we we're big Munier fans too. Um, but it's good to have that competition. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and we talked about it before, but it's a good problem to have for a coach to have their players fight for a spot and, and to actually sit and think about the starting 11 that they're going to put out. And uh, I know you mentioned the depth already, but I think we still do have a fair, solid amount of options at right back, even if we did get rid of Mounier, especially for the money. I mean, United are just notorious for overspending the hell out of players. And I mean, if they're, if that price is real, I forget what report came out saying if they were going to actually try to chuck 15 million for Mounier, I, I'd take that in a heartbeat. I'd, I would, I would uh, personally buy him a ticket to Manchester for Mounier to play there <laughs> because I mean, with that money, you could obviously reinvest into some areas that are desperately needed. And at the same time, you have players like Moray, who's pretty much fully fit and healthy. He played for the second team the other day. Didn't look um, the best, but, you know, he's still fully fit and he was creating some chances here and there. And, of course, if, if Chan is still a player that wants to be here as well, he can slot in pretty much anywhere on that back line. Maybe not left back, but uh, still in the center back and right uh, side. So, I mean, you I still have two, three options after Wolf. So, I, I guess we'll have to see what Munier is thinking in the next two or so weeks. Do you think they're first team starting options like straight up like Wolf or Murray like like who I guess if Munier goes who's your starting right back I'd, I'd put Wolf personally yeah. and then yeah hopefully Murray can be ready to go for the first team here soon and if uh, Wolf's form starts to slip a bit I mean Murray was impressing a lot of people too for before that horrid injury that lasted him over a year so I, mean, I, I think he could slot back in if he's ready to go um I mean, Moray has been here a while now and hasn't played much, but before that injury, he was picking up for him and he was starting to uh, catch some eyes. So I think he could try to return to that form as well. I mean, he's Moray's only like 22, maybe 23 as well. So he's still a young lad that can improve a lot of areas in his game. Yeah, my I know I just went off praising Wolf, but my I think my hesitation is since he is that versatile player and we've seen him play everywhere, like is right back his his position like is, is that his distinct position which is that that's the only concern like yeah we, he did a great job in that second half and again i praised him and everything but that that it's just like is he a right back or is he just a versatile player that we're throwing on right back like is that his specialty i guess yeah i think it's almost kind of similar to munier since before dortmund munier was playing more of that wing back right mid at psg under tuchel's system so I think it's just a matter of how Terzic wants to move on or move forward with Wolf. I mean, if he's if he's picturing playing, it looks like Terzic does fancy that back four more than the back three. Uh, he's just going to have to continuously work with Wolf on his defensive game, or at the very least, if not, you want to try to have some cover at the back for Wolf because, I mean, if you have two of your uh, double pivots in Bellingham and Dehu going up, you have Guerrero going up and Wolf going up. I mean, you're going to have to be a really defensively sound and organized, extremely well-organized team in order to, for all those players to be up and attacking at the same time and only having two center halves back. Yeah. I guess there's also the art. People would also argue on the left side that, hey, Guerrero is not a left back. <laughs> he's, he's a winger. So, yeah. And last thing I wanted to touch on for the Freiburg game is uh, player. Obviously, we got to talk about the teenagers, Makoko and uh, Bino Gittens. I mean, we got lucky with the first goal, obviously. It, it was a complete error from the Freiburg keeper. But, I mean, for Bino Gittens to come on and make that much of an impact with both uh, of our goals. No, actually, excuse me, there was, I think it was the first goal and the third goal that he set those up. But, I mean, Kale Hedda came out the other day, and, and a bunch of people from the team has been praising Bino Gittens. But, I mean, Kale's talked about his uh, speed and creativity and said, 
both those qualities have always distinguished Jamie. And with his unpredictability in 1v1 situations, he has a very special element to our squad, even at his young age. And we don't uh, see this development coming to an end by any means, and we'll give him the time that he needs on the pitch. So it looks like Bino Gittins is going to continue getting more and more minutes and become a regular, which is only going to help him develop so much better. And uh, that quote from Kale can be showcased by his goal against Freiburg. I mean, he draws defenders towards him and thrives on taking them one, on those 1v1s and his, with his tremendous agility and explosiveness. I mean, it's, it's, his qualities are really similar to Jaden. Yeah, it's, it's extremely exciting. He did set up the second goal because he was dribbling in, dished it off to Brant, who tapped it from Okoko to, to fire mm-hmm. in. So he... <laughs> Just the tiniest little taps. Hey, it counts. That's an assist. Um, but man, he looks, he looks so good. And it's not... And to come in... I mean, Freiburg's a hard place to it's go. Exciting. It's it's a hard place to go and compete. It's a good team. Um, and so if he can do that against him, like what's what's stopping him from doing it against everyone else? Like nothing. Like he looks he looks so ready and it's so exciting to have him as like if may, let's say Adeyemi is out again, let him start. Or like he's he is that great option to bring off the bench if if that's how you still want to develop him, but or like give him let him start a half. I don't know. But it's it's exciting. It's 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 not like he's He's just a two player, an under 23s player coming in to, you know what I mean? He's like, he looks like a first team player. He's ready to go, obviously. And I, I'm going to, I'm still going to put it out there that his shot was just such a rocket. It's too hot to handle. That's why I went through the keeper's hands. It wasn't a mistake. Yeah. I had way too much venom. I agree. <laughs> and uh, obviously Makoko too, getting the bag on a goal as well. I mean, so we saw that uh, Bino Gittins extended his contract to 2025. Not the longest extension, but I imagine the team just kind of wanting to take his time with his development and see how these next two or so years go. But uh, Mukoko obviously bagging a goal as well, and hopefully we can see an extension for him as well. I mean, I mean that the kid just looks so energetic and so excited every time he gets a goal and uh, for this team. And just I can imagine him just just a player that continuously thrives on that kind of energy that the supporters give him at this club, especially at a stadium like the Westfalen Stadion. I mean, him scoring in front of the yellow wall is going to be something that he will definitely not uh, uh, cherish or will cherish, excuse me. Yeah, I know we we talked a lot about it last week with Stefan and my consensus was send him out on loan. But if he can if he's going to come in and, and help change the game like that, like then obviously we need him. We just need need him to know like I, what I, I love about the the JBG extension is like just a sign of intent. It's like we, this is really early on. Like they could have waited. They didn't have to give an, 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 him an extension this early in the season, but what he's shown, they're just showing that, that sign of intent. It's like, we appreciate what you're doing. We love what you're doing. We definitely want you to be here. Um, and, and they're just like rewarding him. And I know they've, we've heard that they're presented a contract to Mokoko and yeah, just hopefully, I think that one's still a mystery because it's still like what what's he thinking? Obviously, he loves scoring. Like him getting a goal is great, but like I, I just hope the the club is really investing in him and, and that he he knows it too and he feels it to where he he wants to stick around. Maybe and maybe he might drop off a bit. Maybe he doesn't get as much time, and then maybe alone is still an option or potential. But if if he can come in and change the game like that, like he did, then great. Yeah, let's let's keep him. Yeah, well, I can tell you this much. I mean, these next few months are an opportunity for Mukoko to make a statement and for potentially the uh, next few years of his career. And he right now, it looks like he's definitely taking those opportunities. I mean, not just the goal that he scored this week, but 
I mentioned already against Leverkusen the previous week. I mean, he didn't score, but he he held the ball up well and linked up play, especially for a player his size. And not to mention he set up the uh, first and only goal against Leverkusen as well. So, I mean, he's definitely taking his chances at the moment. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I don't know if you have anything else from this game. Maybe to wrap it, if you have anything else, then you can add it on. But I'm just going to say Jude Bellingham, 19. JBG, 18. Coco, 17. <laughs> it's the teenage dream, man. Awesome. Anything else from this game before we uh, move on into what we're going to preview? But I, we got to talk about the uh, the not the signing that is not happening news. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So it looks like in the last maybe two days or so, things are, I mean, reports are saying, quote unquote, that Ronaldo is, is I guess, we're looking kind of desperate to join Dortmund, definitely desperate to get out of Manchester. And I mean, rightfully so, that club is in complete disarray. But I just, uh, thankfully, the, the club has rejected that pretty uh, pretty early on. I mean, it just you can't think of like probably more two polar opposites in European football of Ronaldo and Dortmund. I mean, I don't know how that would work really in any sense. I mean, this whether you look at the system, I mean, you, of course, you're going to have an iconic goal scorer up front who can bag in plenty of goals. But, I mean, that player is going to do absolutely zero pressing. And, you know, we can go back to what we're talking about, Terzic's philosophy. I mean, he wants an actual team spirit. He wants the uh, the squad as a whole to be a cohesive unit and go out and press as a unit. And you know Ronaldo's not going to do any of that. Anyone who's seen him play in the last even really a few years can see that he's just not, it's not a part of his game uh, anymore at all. Even really early on, it wasn't much of his game. Um, not to mention the drama that he's going to bring into the locker room as well. So I think pretty much every fan, including myself is kind of happy to see him stay away. Do you have any other thoughts? Not really. No, it's just, it's funny how I think the last couple of weeks we talked about how is just like, a rumor, but like as a joke, like all it's yeah, kind a of a joke. Like, oh yeah, everyone's just like, oh, he's available. Let's get him. It was a joke, and then it's like, <laughs> wait a second, is this is this real? Like, is this actually being discussed? Like, I don't think it was that. I don't think there were genuine talks from Dor- or genuine interest from Dortmund at all. But if he was pushing him big, that's it's crazy that it actually like, came down to that. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, hopefully it's being really just kind of uh, batted away pretty quick. So. Yeah. Before okay, before we preview Werder Bremen, um, I I've got to backtrack a little bit because I forgot to um to mention this. Uh, this is something Carver and I talked about in the off season doing about doing like votes for players after games, and then I uh, forgot to do it after the first game, and then after the second game, Carver and I didn't talk about it, but like I'm gonna throw the tweet out there. I'm gonna do it. So this is something I'm a big Aussie rules football fan, and this is something they do, um, in that sport where it's like you can vote it's like a nice way to like track players and like how they're progressing through the season and it kind of like will help you add up points essentially to a, a player of the year at the end of the season so if you didn't see the tweet and i did not tally up we got a ton of people sitting in their votes which is awesome i did not tally them up because it's been a crazy week and i just kind of forgot because this was so long ago when i asked for all the votes but shout out to everyone who actually sent in votes i will tally them up so that we will get a running total i'm not going to have like the the tally right now, but I did want to just explain this a little bit. So basically each game, um, there's five votes to give out to players and you do it in a three, two, one style. So three votes go to your top player, two votes go to your second. And then one vote is whoever else you want to give it to. That, that one gets a little tricky. Cause like 
a lot of people could maybe vie for that that one spot. Usually there's obviously the player of the match who will typically get the three. Um, so it's a little unique thing, and it will be a cool way for us to get your guys' feedback throughout this season to where at the end of this, when we do like our awards and everything, we can present like the listeners uh, player player of the year basically based on your votes, and then Carver and I can give our votes too. Um, but so I'm just going to run through a lot of like uh, Schlotterbeck got three votes a lot of time. Um, a lot of love for Wolf. Brand got some love. A lot of love for JBG. Obviously, him coming in, changed the game completely. Uh, so, Wolf, Makoko, I mean, those guys, you, you, if you watch the game, you know who deserves some votes. So, I just want to give a big shout out to everyone who actually tried this out and like sent in their votes because I didn't know if I like explained it well enough in the tweet, but we had a lot of feedback. So, that was really cool to see. And we'll, we'll keep that going for the next game, too. So, keep in mind after the Verde Bremen game, I'm going to ask for your 3 2 1 votes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the BVB pod. Then you can send us an email to you. And I'll give the plug right now. Uh, you can find uh, our email, our YouTube, our Instagram, everything. If you go to the BVB podcast.com, that's the best way to find us anywhere. So, and then, um, but we'll jump right in Carver. If you're ready, we'll jump right into Verter Bremen, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm so, I'm like jealous. And so also giddy and excited that you're going to be there. And maybe you'll see Makoko score in front of the yellow wall. Oh yeah. Words can't describe it, man. I'm, I'm so incredibly excited, but um, I mean, it's still going to be a tough game. I know Verde Bremen is, Verde Bremen is obviously a newly promoted team, but they're someone that you shouldn't obviously never uh, underestimate. I mean, in general, Dortmund shouldn't never underestimate any of their opponents. You can look at how many countless results in the last two year, three years of us um, not getting results against teams that we should be getting results against, but I mean, we haven't lost to Bremen in the league since 2017, but at the same time, they've knocked us out of the Pokal twice in the past few years. And not to mention they made a handful of, in my opinion, pretty decent signings this summer. Uh, some younger players uh, plugged in a handful of different uh, holes that they looked like they were lacking um, in the previous season. Uh, Nicholas Stark from Hertha Berlin. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but he just walked right by me actually a few minutes ago. But um, Kick him in the shins. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, though, I mean, we're going to be at home. I think we got a lot of momentum coming with us, two wins in a row, and it's going to be a sold-out stadium. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm feeling good. I'm going to go with a 4-0 and get a clean sheet. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon this time with you and actually go with wow. a clean sheet. Nice. I know. Going bigger than me, uh, my prediction was 3-0. Like, I was feeling pretty good with a, a solid 3-0. We can bang in four. I mean, you put JBG in there, anything can happen. So It's going to be a party, man. I'm, I'm hoping we can score four. Uh, lineup predictions, who I, I, a lot of guys are back in training. Um, it looked like basically the full squad is back in training. I don't know who who is ready to play, um, but did you have any lineup predictions? What do you think we're going to see? I think it's going to be unchanged except for Wolf coming in for Mounier. I think Wolf is going to get that starting spot. Um, and then you're going to see a lot of those players that are now fully fit, probably in the subs, maybe getting anywhere from 15 to probably 15 minutes at the most, but uh, maybe even five or less uh, players like, um, I know, I think Reyna was fully fit. Um, hopefully, maybe we'll see at Yemi. I, I think he was fully back at Ozchen as well. Um, I don't think Sule got the green light, if I'm not okay. wrong. Uh, I heard he was back in training, but it wasn't f- maybe full training or full contact training, so we'll have to wait and see. But I, I highly doubt he'll be getting much of any minutes at all. But, yeah, over for, overall for the starting 11, it's going to be unchanged except for Wolf switching in for Munier. What about you? 
Yeah, I, I don't know Adeyemi's level. I would love if he's slotting right back in. Um, if he's not, if he's not, if Adeyemi's not ready to start, I would love to see Gittens, Bino Gittens start. Like I, I think how he played last last game, and to give that spark, like why why would we start the same lineup that like didn't give us much that last game? Um, I know it's a different different team, like different competition, but why why not let JBG start? Like right up, start start hot. Yeah, I, I think at the very least, Jamie hopefully gets a good amount of minutes in the second half. Yeah, yeah, and then I, I really hope we see Oschan because we just haven't seen him yet. He's like he's still the like the mystery guy. Like I just want to want to see him. I don't think he'll he'll start because he's still. I know he's been injured, so like he's coming off that. Um, so I don't think he'll start, but I really hope he gets some some minutes in the uh, next game. Yeah, no, I agree. All right. Um, I mean, do you have anything else previewing for this? 3-0, 4-0, you said 4-0, clean sheet, looking good. Carver's going to be there. Uh, so look out for Carver. I'm going to say if you find Carver, um, if you're going, make sure you say hi, buy him a, uh, you don't drink beer, buy him whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a pretzel will do. <laughs> I'm going to be spending a whole lot of cash on a bunch of different merch, though. I've, I've only been to Dortmund one other time, and I... I spent a, um, an ungodly amount of money on clothes and I'll probably be doing the same thing tomorrow. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, and Carver's going to be posting photos, whether it's, it's in the Werder Bremen players at the hotel or just from the stadium. Um, so we're going to see a lot of that. So make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the BVB pod. I did want to give a, a quick shout out to, we got a really cool message on Twitter uh, from Bree at Bree CFC 44 said, Hey, as an American who just started following BVB, I can't tell you how much uh, I appreciate your podcast. You guys provide so much info, which, as you know, more than most is otherwise kind of challenging to find. Keep up the good work. So big shout out to Bree. Very nice words. We, we, that's kind of like why we're doing this. Like we do want to, I don't know, just have, be, be those people that you can watch Dortmund and talk Dortmund with and obviously provide info. We talked about that a lot with Stefan last week, and that's why you should probably check out his BVB update too, to get details about uh, from the club and everything going on. But Shout out Brees, because that was really cool. Yeah, incredibly kind words. I mean, our, all of our listeners are, are, are great people, and uh, can't thank you guys enough for participating and listening to the show, of course. And uh, as you mentioned already, we have a bunch of other people on that also have great resources. I mean, we mentioned Stefan already. We've had people like Adam on, who, of course, is a great resource for the women's team as well, and just a great guy in general. But we're going to have more guests on as well. They hope you get, hopefully give you a lot more insight onto the, uh, into the club, so... Yeah, yep. keep on uh, listening. Cool. Well, that'll wrap this episode. Got to let Carver settle and chill and relax finally after a crazy day in Dortmund. And then, yeah, we got Dortmund Vertebremen on Saturday. It's going to be a... I got to get some much sleeted <laughs> sleep. Absolutely. And then... Yeah, and, and get well-rested for tomorrow, too. Yeah, so awesome. Hey, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, Carver, when are you back in the States? I, this is... I mean, I need, this is on the podcast, but I need to know. I don't remember when you're coming back, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back uh, Monday. Sweet. So I'll be back in the studio with you on Tuesday. Cool. That's a quick turnaround. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys later. See you.